Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled The Songs of Christmas, Simeon's Salvation Song, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on December 17th, 2017. Well, good morning, everyone. How are we doing this morning? Good to see you. Merry Christmas. Yay, come on, you got to be louder than that. We're a small crowd, but we're a loud crowd. Got to sing it proud, right? All right, we're going to scoot a little forward here just to make sure you can see us because a couple of us are a little shorter than others. So, well, we're excited you're here. We're so thankful that we get this privilege to, to go through this series, The Songs of Christmas. And so if you would, uh, mark in your Bibles to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And uh, we're going to look at a few verses there. This is the Simeon song. It's a song of salvation. And it's a man that is proclaiming the salvation that has come. He gets to see Jesus, and which is really cool. So we're going we're gonna to get there in just a few moments just to prepare you. But what I want to do is I want to introduce you to um, these two right here. This is Jacob and Sarah Majors. Everybody give God a hand for them. And... Uh, I've asked them to, to come up this morning so, so we can get to know them, so we can get to hear all that God is doing in them and through them, and uh, to pray for them, encourage them, and uh, be reminded as the church that uh, God has put a song in our heart. He's, he's given us a responsibility to share this salvation with the world around us, and Sarah and Jacob have that heart to do that. They want to share that. So before we get started, though, I want you to watch this quick video here. on feeding the hungry. Some address the issues of human trafficking and the plight of refugees. Others focus on spiritual needs and the evangelistic work of Jesus. So what makes international teams different from many of today's great organizations? Our approach sees all three of these needs at the same time. Since Jesus doesn't separate his evangelistic work from his compassionate work, we don't either. While many agree with this approach, few are doing it. All that we do is integrated and holistic. When we go into a community, we also look for those who are being overlooked, the invisible. Then we bring people together to help the oppressed, which demonstrates the unity that Jesus calls us to. Being non-denominational followers of Jesus gets us into places others can't go. We work alongside the oppressed, not over them. We are passionate about going to hard places, going where few will go, some of the most dangerous places on earth. And we firmly believe in the biblical mandate to go and make disciples. Our model allows us to be agile and our strategies are flexible and efficient. It is the collection of all of these things that makes us different. With Jesus and with each other, we change the future. We invite you to join us on this journey. Well, the Bible teaches us in 1 Timothy chapter 2 that God desires that all people be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2.4 See, it's God's desire that people know salvation, that people know 
the coming Savior, Jesus Christ. And this season that we're in right now, uh, we have a wonderful opportunity to share this salvation, a wonderful opportunity to, to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and it's really because of this salvation that we have hope, that we rejoice, and that we thank God for just everything that we have. See, we've all been given a gift, and this gift is precious. His name is Jesus and uh, this season we're going to remember and celebrate and, and do all those fun things with family and friends and, and uh, just be reminded of the hope that we have through this coming Messiah. And so this morning, uh, what I'd like to do is, is just kind of start off with a, a little bit of fun here. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I have what I call and what a lot of people would call a bucket list. Um, how many of you guys have a bucket list? Yeah, all right. We got a few in the house. All right, good deal. We'll have to get together and, and talk about our little list. And I put in your notes there a little little uh, opportunity for you to write down a few things as you pray through and think about what God's doing in your life and uh, how he wants to work in you. But when we think about bucket lists, we think about the things that we want to do before we die, right? You know, there's some, some things in this lifetime that we feel like we want to accomplish or achieve or just even experience. And I believe that God created us with a purpose and a plan. And uh, in that plan, we can make lists and discover all the things that God has for us. Usually there's a purpose behind that bucket list. And so I would encourage you this morning as you think about your bucket list and as we look at this man called Simeon uh, that we would understand and begin to know and move towards the things that God has called us to do. I know Sarah and Jacob have a, have a bucket list because I've had a chance to hang out with Jacob a little bit over the last few weeks and he shared a few of those. What are, what are some of the things that are on your bucket list, Jacob? Uh, so one thing on my bucket list, uh, I've always wanted to sell coffee out of a van in South America. Um, it's pretty cool. So it's pretty interesting, I guess. Yeah. What kind of van? Uh, particularly like a Ford cargo van oh, probably has the most space. You, yeah, it told me a VW van oh, would be ideal. If I was in the States, definitely Volkswagen. Right, okay. if I could. There you go. <laughs> we got a VW fan in the audience. So I wanted to throw the plug in there. So. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? For me, I don't know. I didn't really have, like, a specific bucket list. Um, like, to me, I had all these different um, pursuits that I, like, different passions that I loved, but I never found, like, a purpose for it. And throughout all of these different pursuits I had, I was like, well, what about the oppressed? What about these people that um, might be homeless or these people that might be caught in sex trafficking or human trafficking or anything like that? So that's, like, really where my heart was, and I just always wanted to be a part of that but I just couldn't ever find um, a way to go. Cool, cool. Well, I think uh, a lot of us, as we think about our bucket list or the things that we want to do in this lifetime before we die, um, we could be reminded that, the, that there should always be a purpose behind it. There should always be a plan. And I believe God created us for that. And in our passage today in Luke chapter 2, um, we're going to look at verses 25 through 35. And it gives us kind of a, just a little bit of a nugget of a man that we don't hear much about in the rest of the Bible. We don't, we don't really see him in another place than in the Gospel of Luke. And we see that it's this man's desire 
to see Jesus, the coming Savior, the Christ, the anointed one. And in his words and the things that he shares and the things that he does, we see that that this song that he sings after he meets the Savior, after he sees the, the, the Messiah, this song that God puts in his heart is just a beautiful song of praise and rejoicing, knowing that the Savior has come, the consolation of 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 Israel, the one that would bring comfort and peace to all nations has come. And it's such a beautiful thing. So before we read our passage, can I pray for us? Father, we we just thank you this morning for your love and for your grace. And Lord, for this season, the season and the reminders of just uh, knowing that Jesus has come, that we do have a Savior and that salvation is here. Lord, that salvation is for all mankind, that that you created us to love us. You created us to love you. And so, Father, as we read these passages, as we look into your word, and as we discover the things that you desire for us, as we think about our life and our purpose, Father, I pray that your spirit would guide us. I pray that, that you would lead us and show us the things that you have for us, Father, and that we would not only just come to an understanding of those things, Lord, but we would we would take those things and take action steps, Lord, that we would move towards giving and doing and surrendering and, and being a part of just all the things that you have for us, the things that you've intended for us, Lord. So, Father, this morning, together as the church, together as the body of Christ, we commit ourselves to you. We commit our time and these moments to worship you and to praise you. And we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. I've asked Jacob to, to read uh, the passages for us this morning. So in Luke 2, uh, verses 25 through 35. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for the glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that thoughts for many hearts may be revealed. See, in this passage, um, we can see and we can learn about what God wants and his desire uh, in reflection to the passage in 1 Timothy, that, that all mankind be saved, that all people hear the, the salvation song, hear the story of Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want to offer us some, some insight to what God's word says about how we, you and I, we can share our salvation story, how we can sing this song of salvation just like this man did as he came upon the presence of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Well, the first thing that we can do is this, is that we can prepare to share. Have you ever thought about life and preparation? You know, do you prepare in the morning to go to work? Do you prepare in the morning to, to live life? You get up, you, you put your clothes on, you do the things that you need to do to prepare for the day. You know, many of us 
uh, have a, a checklist, a to-do list, and, and uh, we, we usually overcompensate, we overestimate the things that we could actually accomplish through the day, but we always want to be prepared, right? And I think it's no different in our salvation is that we need to prepare to share. If you look at what he says here in verse 25 and verse 26, it tells us of this man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and he was devout. And listen to what he's doing. He's waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So again, this is the only mention of this man in scripture. But we see from these few words, these this few statements that he was prepared and he was preparing for the coming Savior. It was something that he was looking towards and looking forward to. And every day because of his commitment and faith to the God that created him, he was preparing for this Savior. You know, that's what this Advent season time is all about, is about preparing for the Messiah, preparing for Jesus Christ. Everything that we do that leads up to the celebration of Christmas Day is a reflection of being prepared to share. You know, Sarah Jacob are, are doing that very thing right now. They're, they're preparing. They're, they've got a lot of work. And I even added, added a few more things on their list, just so you know, uh, their to-do list. I threw a few books their way and said, hey, you need to read these books. But I know they're doing a lot of things to prepare. And I just asked them to maybe share with us some of the things that God's doing in them right now to prepare them to share this gospel message, the message of salvation. You want to take it you can go first. Okay. <laughs> Ladies first always, right? Um, just some of the things that um, we're preparing for. Um, we have like a book list that we have to read and five more from Floyd. And um, we have a lot of training. It's like online and we have training at um, the iTeams facility in um, Chicago. And we are also, um, just like aside from fundraising, and we're 100% support raised. So all of our um, funding comes from our friends and family at home and businesses and organizations that we talk to. But apart from all of the steps and the checklist is more so like um, being prepared in our hearts and in our minds, just getting that ready. Um, this has been a time of transition for us. Like we've been moving around and um, we haven't really had um, a stable uh, lifestyle, I guess. And so just that is um, in itself preparing us um, just to be flexible and to be patient and to wait on the Lord and trust God in everything because right now we don't have, like, a, we, we can't see the future really. We sure. just are going, taking it day by day, and that's kind of the lifestyle that we'll be going into. Um, and so with that, we're really just trying to practice uh, discernment, um, kind of other spiritual disciplines, like just daily time in the Word, um, prayer, like fasting, just different things like that um, to try and help prepare our hearts even more, uh, especially in this, uh, you know, pretty tumultuous time. Like Sarah said, we're in a very, uh, like a year of transition. Um, I graduated college uh, a year ago. Uh, then we moved in with my parents in North Alabama, um, had a spare bedroom, you know, and now we're doing the same thing here in Albuquerque. Um, so our work schedules were varied, um, and our just whole lifestyles were are just, you know, different, and there's no set structure, so we're really just trying to rely on the Lord and everything. Cool, cool. And for those of you that don't know, Sarah and Jacob are fairly newlyweds. They've only been married for a little over a year, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the anniversary date, sorry. June but uh, June 23rd, there we go, yay. 
So they're newlyweds. They've been in transition a lot. They're, they came back to New Mexico to, to spend their last few months with us uh, before they leave on mission. And if you would, just tell them a little bit about where you're going and some of the things that you'll, you'll be doing as you prepare. So we're going to Mazatepe, Nicaragua. Um, and I'll be able to pronounce it better once I go down there, of course. Um, <laughs> but Nicaragua is the second poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, uh, right behind Haiti. So it's actually the first, or the poorest country in the Americas. Um, it's 50% uh, unemployment, and of those that do work, 50% uh, make less than $2 a day, and then 20% make less than a dollar a day. Um, so a quarter of the population live off of less than $2 a day, basically. Um, so it's just extreme poverty. And a lot of the things we'll be doing is mainly economic development. We'll be working with local pastors, local leaders in the community, um, to just bring about mainly economic change, um, but also point them, point them to Jesus, of course. Uh, so everything we do down there is through the local church, through local pastors, um, so that we can partner with them so that one day we can eventually leave, you know, hopefully go somewhere else, and they'll be sustaining, uh, self-sustaining. They can have all the resources they need to do what God has called them to do. That's great. That's really neat. You know, I asked Sarah to read a passage out of Luke 10, and it's really a reflection of, of Jesus preparing his disciples to share. And Sarah, if you would go ahead and read those, those few verses in Luke okay. chapter 10. I have Luke chapter 10, verse 1 through 4. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, in every, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Well, Jesus says a whole lot of stuff in here in regards to that. But one of the things that, that really I keyed in on the aspect, and I want to ask you, you guys to maybe share with us a little bit as, as Jesus says to, to go your way, as he appointed you and, and, and uh, really called you to this place, um, what are some of the things that you're doing in regards to um, living out and, and really going your way? Well, uh, I guess the first thing, like Floyd said, is uh, we feel Jesus called us to this. Um, we were, it was March of 2016, we were in a bit of an existential crisis. Maybe we were, you know, blowing it out of proportion, of course, just being in our early 20s. Um, but we began praying and fasting about where the Lord might have us go, especially once uh, we got married. We were engaged to be married in a few months after that. Um, and so we began praying and fasting, and actually the first day of the fast, our missions pastor at the church we attended in Alabama came up to us and told us about Nicaragua and all that uh, he saw down there. He had just gotten back from about a week-long trip down there. And we uh, said, all right, this is crazy. You know, this might be the Lord talking to us the first day we start really praying about it. Um, so we started looking into it, and then we eventually went down there in December. And we, uh, just as it says in verse 2, and he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into this harvest. We, I mean, really, I think individually before we ever met, that was kind of uh, a verse that spoke to us a lot. Um, because we've always had uh, sort of, I guess, different ideas of where we wanted to be when we grew up. You know, I wanted to be in a van in South America. She wanted to be working in nonprofits, uh, things like that. And this is where both of our dreams kind of came together and uh, really merged um, with the gospel in mind, you know, the, the whole mission of what we're doing is to share salvation 
with people because we've received a free gift from Jesus and we kind of want to show other people that gift as well. That's great. Anything you want to share, Sarah? No? All right, she's good. All right. Well, well obviously, um, there's an aspect or an element to our faith where, where we have to prepare. God wants to, to work in us first before he works through us. But the other part of it is that, that as we prepare to share, the second thing that we do is that we give what is required. And I, and I really think this is an important aspect of, of our salvation because we, we have been given a gift. We have been given something so special. But we also have to understand that that gift wasn't just meant for only us. Because remember, our, our, our first verse in First Timothy, he says that God desires that, that all mankind are to be saved and know the truth. And so if we are to give, if we are to share this salvation story, if we are to sing this song of salvation, we have to, to give of ourselves in so many ways. And if you look at verses 27 and 28 in our passage in Luke here, it says that he... He came, Simeon, in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God. And I know that's just, that's one little, little statement here. And, and, and it probably doesn't seem like there's a whole lot in here. But, but you see this, this act of obedience, not only on behalf of this man, but also on behalf of the parents. See, in, in this season, in this moment, Jesus was born. And, and Mary and Joseph knew that, that their requirement in reflection to the law was to bring Jesus to the temple, to be, to be blessed, to, to be dedicated to God. And so out of this act of obedience, by doing what is required of them, we see something magnificent really happen we see that, that both the parents and Simeon were giving what was required of them. And they understood this element of salvation. They knew the story that was unfolding before both of them. Well, this morning, as you think about your own salvation, I, I just want us to ask ourselves this simple question is, is, are we giving to God what are we required to give? See, for, for Jacob and Sarah, God is, has called them to do something very specific. He is saying, go this way to them. And I believe for everyone here, as, as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, God tells us to go a certain way. God tells us, and he expects of us, and he requires of us to do the things that he's created us to do. And even though it's different, even though the body is, is, is completely different in the sense that some of us are hands and some of us are feet and some of us are different parts, we are all required to give and to do and be a part of. So I want to ask you, what is God's Spirit telling you to do this morning? You know, that's, that's between you and God. And, and, and maybe share that with someone around you. Maybe share that with a family member. However that is, I want to encourage you to, to be faithful to that calling. Be faithful to what God is telling you to do and how he's leading you and how he's guiding you. Because first and foremost, he is going to work in you. He's going to prepare you for these moments. And, and even though Jacob and Sarah didn't realize or even begin to understand five, six, seven years ago what God was going to do in them, to begin to do something through them. He's brought them to a place where now I've got to imagine in their minds, they're just saying, wow, you know, the story is being unfold, unfolded just as we, as we go, as we live in obedience and we follow and as we give as God is requiring. 
You know, what's, what's great about what God's doing here at Soul Rio Church is that he's creating opportunities for us to be obedient in how we live as the church, as how we, uh, how we minister to the community around us. And there are many things and many opportunities that God is, is creating for us. And I just wanted to take a few moments to kind of share a few of those things with you guys as God does this. You know, one of the things that we do here at Soul Rio is that we give to what we call the cooperative program. It is a program that reaches out to many churches and many ministries in our community. Our church itself was started because of this cooperative program. There were churches in our community, and I'll just name one of them because it's probably a familiar one. First Baptist Rio Rancho gave out of obedience so that this church, Soul Rio, could get started about 20 years ago. And that's why we, in turn, we give to the cooperative program to help other churches, to help the gospel be spread, to help the salvation song be spread, not only here in Albuquerque and Rio Rancho, but throughout the state and across the world. Another opportunity that God has created for us is, is um, and this is a recent door that's been opened, is through the Rio Rancho Public Schools. Um, I don't know if you guys know this or not. Uh, there's an article that was recent in the Rio Rancho Observer. Uh, we have quite a large homeless population. We have a lot of homeless students in our community, believe it or not. <clears throat> if you guys want the link to this article, I'll send it to you. Just tell me after service because I won't remember to send it to all of you. But it talks about this young man that is literally living in a drainage ditch right now. He goes to Independence High School and, and uh, you know, he's kind of one of those least of these, the forgotten ones. And we've been given the opportunity, I believe by God, uh, with an open door from the Rio Rancho Public Schools to come in and minister and to help and to give. And so this last week we got an email saying that, hey, you know what, we have about 20 families that are homeless right now that we just don't have enough food to provide for them to have a Christmas meal. And, and would your church be interested? They reached out to us. This was God opening the door. And so we, we kind of rallied a few of the troops, a couple of the family members. And uh, here's a picture of some of the things that we, we put together on that. Um, should be up there here in a second, I think, maybe. Hey, there it is. See, we, we were able to um, provide meals for 20 families. And that's because of your giving, because of what you're doing already to prepare for these moments, these opportunities that God has given us to reach the community with the love and hope of Jesus Christ. That's our salvation song. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful that we get the privilege to be a part of that? You know, not to mention that we get to be a part of local missions and outreach events. We're going to do a whole lot of new things in 2018 to reach out to our city and our community, to love on them, to encourage them, to remind them about this salvation story. And the last thing, you know, one of the other things that we're doing is, is right in front of you. You know, this, this gives you a, a visual of what God is doing in the world around us. Jacob and Sarah are two individuals that we as the church are going to partner with. We're going to pray for them. We're going to support them financially. We're going to do everything that we can do to lift up their arms and hold them up and to help them on this journey to share this salvation story, to share the gospel message. And the heart of that and, and what comes out of that and our part in that is simply just to give what is required. See, Simeon, Mary, and Joseph, out of their act of obedience, they were doing what was required of them. And the fruit of that requirement, the fruit of that obedience, believe it or not, it, it's you and I. 
What they did 2,000 years ago is a reflection of our own salvation today. Because of their obedience, you and I know the gospel message. You and I get to share this salvation song. Because of what Jacob and Sarah are going to do in this journey as they leave the country to serve others, there will be generations and generations that will come after them that will hear the salvation story that'll hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And it's simply because Sarah and Jacob are giving what is required. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, just think about that. If you you know your salvation, you understand this story of hope, this love that God offers us through Jesus Christ. Man, it it should just create a song in our heart that that we would want to express and and we would just want to do everything possible to be a part of sharing this salvation story. See, the reality is that God has given us everything that we need. And I'm confident that he'll continue to provide for us as a church. I'm confident that as we do what is required, as we prepare to share this hope, this love, this grace that God has given each and every one of us, as we share it with the world around us, God will do the things that he needs to do to make all the things that he wants to do happen. There's no question God is at work. Just like in this story that we hear as Jesus sends the disciples out two by two, He sends them out before him to all the towns that he's going to go to. And he prepares them. He helps them to understand what is required of them, what they need to do to share this gospel message. See, I believe that God's going to do the same thing in your heart. I believe that God's going to do the same thing in my heart. He's going to prepare me to do the things that are required of me, to use the gifts, the talents, the ability, the love, the encouragement, the hope, the faith, whatever I have, to share it with the world around us. Well, as we kind of wrap up our time this morning, I, I just want to give you two passages that are in Scripture that, that really tell us, really tell us what is required of us. If, if we don't know any other Scripture, if we don't ever read our Bible again, I, I would encourage you to, to take these two passages, learn them, memorize them, live by them, and do them. Because Honestly, I think these are everything all summed up in what Jesus tells us. See, it's an element and a factor of not just uh, giving out of our abundance, but it's an equal sacrifice. And that sacrifice looks different for each and every one of us because our lives are different. We have different resources. We have different things. But the key is that we have, and because of that, we should do what Jesus says here in Matthew 22. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. See, this is the first and greatest commandment. And second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depends all the law and all the prophets. And then Jesus says this in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, key word right there, go. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, listen to this, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 
Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. See, Sarah and Jacob right now, they're preparing to go. To go therefore, to baptize, to teach. See, what Jer- Jacob and Sarah just shared with us is that they're not just going to go into the, to the community and, and, and share just the gospel, but they're going to go and they're going to teach. They're going to help equip. You know, it's that, that old analogy, that old story of, you know, teach a man or give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, but teach him to fish. He'll eat for a lifetime. See, salvation is a lifelong process. Salvation is something that is given to all of us. Salvation is something that we do, something that we live, and it is definitely something that we should share. See, Simeon, he sang this praise, this song, when he saw Jesus Christ. It was because salvation has come, and it was right there in front of him. I want to tell you this morning salvation is here Jesus has come he is right here in front of you he is with you to the end of age I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes I'm going to read this this song as we do and I want you just to take a a few moments to reflect and we're going to pray and we're going to come forward and we're going to we're going to share in communion together We're going to give our end of year gift. And I want you to know that the heart of this giving, the heart of what we do is to share the gospel message. And whether whether it's, it's this building, whether it's us going out into the street and sharing this, everything that we do together as a church, as the body of Christ, the heart of it is this salvation song, this message so that others may see Jesus, so others may know Jesus Christ. Your gifts of your talents, of your time, of your resources, of your finances, they are all going towards reaching the world around us in many different ways. But the heart of it is to share this salvation story so that others may sing this same song that we see this man sing, that he says, For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. You are, and I'm talking to you, you are that light that God will use to show others the glory of his salvation. So let's prepare and let's give and let's do it all in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you this morning for your love and for your grace. Lord, we thank you that Jesus came. We thank you that Jesus was the first, that he modeled obedience to you, Father, that he understood the the sacrifice that it was going to take, the the things that were going to happen for each and every one of us to know this hope, this salvation. Lord, I know there was moments in the life of Jesus where I've got to imagine that he was fearful. Moments when when he maybe didn't understand or maybe didn't always know what was before him. But we do know from your word, Father, that by the power of your spirit that you empowered him, that you gave him the boldness, that you gave him the strength, that you gave him everything that he needed as he lived as man as he is among us 
in human nature. Lord, we, we see Jesus' humanity as we read through the Gospels, as we see this story being revealed to each and every one of us. Lord, this salvation story, this great gift that we have all been given. Lord, this morning we pray that you would fill us with your spirit, Father, that you would give us the, the courage that we would be bold to proclaim the hope and the love of Jesus Christ whether it be in our workplace, whether it be with our family, whether it be in our neighborhoods, whether it be in our city, whether it be in our state, whether it be in all of the world. Father, you have brought us to this place. You have brought us to this moment. You have given us this time to sing this song and that we would be strong and that we would be courageous, Father. Lord, again, I, I pray and I lift up Sarah and Jacob to you. Lord, I thank you for, for creating the opportunity for us as the body of Christ to stand with Sarah and Jacob in prayer, in support, in encouragement, and in all things, Father, to be able to help them, to help you, to be a part of all the things that you will do in the coming months. Father, we consider it an honor and a privilege that you would allow us to be a part of the things that you are doing in their lives, in the lives of those that are in our community, in the lives of those that we sit next to, and in the lives of those that we do life with. Lord, we love you and we praise you, and we do it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., for directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.